Yeah. Welcome to Tiff Talks Podcast. My name is Tiffany Marie Davis, formerly known as Tiffany Marie Boydston. A lot of you may know me or have seen me from my competing days as a top IFBB bikini pro. I have since then turned from a top 10 bikini Olympian, a celebrity master trainer, and corporate dropout to a serial lifestyle entrepreneur. Let me tell you, friends, this has not been a walk in the park. There's five key areas I will be discussing in wellness, mindset, mentorship, business, and faith. My mission has always been in serving others through real life experiences with no fluff. Tiff Talks is about real, raw, juicy conversations to show you how to discover the champion you have within. Get ready, everyone. Here is where I show you how to take over your life. Hello, everyone. This is Tiffany Marie Davis with Tip Talks Podcast. I am so excited to bring on our incredible guest and treat we have for all of you, Miss Ashley Kaltwalzer. And I'm so excited. You know, this incredible woman has been in my life for a decade, and we actually, over the years, have stayed connected. And her background is incredible, you guys. This woman started out as a gymnast. Prior to in middle school, she started a amazing track career to which then led her to being a collegiate division one track star. And oh my gosh, this woman, 400 meter hurdles, like that's incredible. And she's also three time champ at the Bikini O and the IFBB Bikini Pro Division. And that is actually where we met. So I actually am going to pass it over to Ashley because I want to get in depth with the meat and juice of her story and also her bio. So Ashley... Welcome to the podcast, and I would love for you to share with everyone your your amazing background and how it led you to incredible success today. Yes, thank you for having me on. I'm super excited to be here and uh, speak amongst one of the bikini OGs. So it's really <laughs> cool, really cool what you're doing here. Um, so yeah, just like you said, I come from a heavy track background and also a gymnast when I was a child, but I was born and raised in Akron, Ohio, which is also the hometown of LeBron James. So, you know. Got some celebrity going on right there. Um, but after um, my collegiate track career was done, I felt the sense of emptiness and I felt like something was missing because I've always been an athlete. Like literally since I was like four years old, I was in sports. I was in gymnastics. I was in swimming and then track. So mm-hmm. I felt like a little piece of me was missing after track um, was no longer available for me. And if you guys don't know with track, it's like a, it's... A different sport. Like if you don't like make it to the Olympics, there's not really much you can do with it. And especially me as a 400 meter hurdler, they're not like you can just participate in 5k races every weekend, which long distance runners would do. So I did feel like I was missing a piece of myself and my high school track coach, um, you know, I followed her on Facebook and we stayed connected and I saw that she competed in figure competition. I became super intrigued. I'm like, Oh, what's this about? And then after following her, I noticed that there's also a bikini division. I was like, oh, that looks fine. So I, I asked her what, I'm sorry, what? What year was that? Oh God, I don't know. 2011? 2011, yeah. Okay. Something okay. like that. <laughs> and um, so she showed me what it was all about. And I came to the gym where she trained and I fell in love with it, decided to do my first show. And I was like, this is a blast. And then, you know, a few shows later, I found a lot of success and I just kept going with it. Awesome. I love that. So a lot of you, I'm sure can relate to that. How many of you guys have been an athlete? And then once that's over, you're like learning and churning for more, right? Because that sounds like it was embedded in you. So you're just like a natural born athlete. If I hear yeah. you out there. I, li- I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
this this woman, you guys. So I've known Ashley for ten years. I actually started competing in two thousand and ten. Um, I believe that was uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten is when the bikini Olympia or not Olympia. I'm sorry, the bikini division actually started. So during that time, I still remember when Ashley came in and she was just the cutest. I still, to this day, like, I love your physique. I think you've done incredible with it. And I totally think it all started from gymnastics and also track because, oh my gosh, those legs, girl, are killer. You have like the best hamstrings in the world, I think. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's so cool. I, mean, I always say you're a specimen because like, you're just so special. You're just a whole different beast on its own. And I remember we were having lunch the other day, you guys, and it was incredible. Like we just caught up as if it was yesterday and she's talking about like, yeah, I have to stop training abs for like a year because like what? <laughs> she oh, has yeah. more than like eight packs that just when she wakes up, they're there. <laughs> With hard work, it sounds like you started you know, since chi- since your childhood. And that's really incredible. So now we're here, we're competing, right? And so mm-hmm. I want to talk about some like real juicy, like incidences, because I know like competitor to competitor, this is not easy. It's not for the yeah. week. So mm-hmm. what would you tell everyone is your biggest challenge with, with competing in general when you are in your prep stages? Um, well, I would say if I'm doing my prep stage, the hardest thing for me Honestly, I have, I guess, one flaw in my physique because it's hard for me to stay, or I should say hard for me to get lean. If I'm lean, I usually like to stay lean and just, you know, knock out the rest of the shows in in the year or, you know, do it like that. And I sometimes I'll purposely like schedule my shows like to do once a month. That way it keeps me on track because I'm not naturally like able to keep off weight that easily. So I'm not like a super lean person by nature, you know? Um, but then again, I'm not like, you know, overweight or anything like that. It's just for that precise, you know, stage look. I, I like to, you know, do one show per month, but that's with the prep. I would say if we're speaking more generally about the sport, I think one of the most difficult things that I've struggled with is pressure. The thing, the only disadvantage of winning Olympia before is people expect you to win all the time and come in nothing less than perfect. And when you don't, it's kind of like, for example, let's say, you know, when I get fifth at the Olympia, it's like, instead of like, congratulations, good job. It's more so like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, you know, sorry. You know what I mean? Like disappointed for me, but I'm like, I'm not disappointed. That's good. You know, I don't expect to win all the time, but other people do. So it's like a lot of pressure on my end for speaking generally. So that is one, I guess, disadvantage of being successful is everyone always expects you to win every time. So. Yeah, that must be really challenging because I think that comes with competing. If we were to take everyone else out of it, Mm -hmm. let's, let's bring it back to you because that trait it's like a blessing and a curse perfectionism. (laughs) And, and really it's like, you're incredible, right? You're a winner no matter what. Right. But like we also talked about, I think uh, we spoke with Diana Dahlgren actually. And no, no, no. It was was Natalia Mello, right? Ferris, how she said, if you're second place, you know, as, as a competitor, it's still not, it's not winning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She definitely touched on that too. And I was just listening to you say that. And it's like, that must be really, really tough. Like that's really hard to be like, yeah, I went fifth, but I'm really proud of myself. And and everyone else is like, oh, well, that sucks for you. Like, yeah. dang, like I just work super hard. Like I, at least I play. Yeah. So that's, but yeah, we've talked to some of the ladies, Natalia, we've talked to um, Diana and it's like, there's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a reoccurring thing that I keep hearing mm-hmm. is that these expectations mm-hmm. and that pressure, I couldn't, I can't imagine because I'm not any of that. Um, 
but that that's really, really tough. Oh yeah. It's like, um, yeah, it, it's definitely got two sides to it. You know, it's great that I'm recognized for winning the Olympia, but then again, if it's anything less than winning, it's a disappointment. And just like you mentioned it, it's kind of like, you know, I would be happy for myself, but, um, <laughs> then somebody would, you know, especially it hurts the most when people are, that are close to you are like, Oh my gosh, Ashley, I'm so sorry. And it's like, I wasn't disappointed. I was happy until you told me that it's disappointing. Like, you know, and every year it's getting harder and harder. And I, I realize that, you know, it's harder to keep up with in that sense. And it's difficult mentally because people think that like, oh, you're not as good as you used to be, which isn't the case. It's just the competition has gotten much, much harder. So it's like people don't realize that part of it. And, you know, this sport is expanding. So, you know, back when Tiffany and I were competing, I was, I would like to say about 80% of the athletes were from the USA, if not more. Now it's way more worldwide and we've expanded so much. So all this talent is coming in from like overseas and, and just more in general, there's more awareness about the sports because it's growing. So of course the competition is going to be a lot tougher to where now I would say at the Olympia, I mean, I don't know about this year because this year the travel restrictions, but for last year, for example, I want to say about like 50 to 60 percent, no, 40 to 50 percent were from another country other than the USA. So it's like, wow, you know, it's, yeah. it is what it is, but it is a mental game. You have to be mentally strong. Yeah. And, and definitely taking it back. I think that we, de- we had it a lot easier. So I can appreciate where you're at now and different rules, different regulations in different countries, like, and then coming to the U S and, you know, it's just, it's a whole different ball game. But from what I hear is that it actually drives you and motivates you and you use that, that as fuel and, yeah. and really like, how does that affect your, your day to day, you know, having that pressure on you? Well, you know, I, I try my best to kind of tune it out because I have this mindset. Me personally, I will go into any show with the same mindset, whether it be Olympia, whether it be a smaller local show. I always come in thinking, you know what? As long as I know that I put forth all the effort that I possibly could to make myself um, the best as I could possibly be on stage, I can't be mad at myself. Place, try not to focus so much on the final placement. Rather, what improvements did you make? And did you give it your all? And I know it sounds corny, like, oh, you know, as long as you give 100%, don't be disappointed. But that is the truth. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all I can do because right. this word of bikini is so fickle, you know? It's, yes, very fickle. And <laughs> be a little bit too lean, and that's the difference between first place and sixth place. Or you can be a little bit too soft, and then that's the difference between first and sixth. So yeah. it's like on any given day, if anybody's just like a little bit off, they could win like, the show last weekend and then the following weekend, not even place because maybe one of those reasons I just mentioned where the competition's different. So it's like, you never know. So I always come in just thinking, you know what? I'm giving it my all. I can't be disappointed. Um, and at the end of the day, there's only one thing I control and that's myself. Cause I can't control who shows up. I can't control mm-hmm. how it's judged. So the only that's thing huge. I can control is myself. So as long as I know that I did everything in my power to be my best, then I'll be happy with that. With that being said, like if I do mess up on stage day, like with my posing or stuff, I'm a little hard on myself. Like if it's something that I know I could have done better, like, oh my God, I can't believe I posed like that. I should have sucked in more or I should have like, you know, whatever the case may be. Then I will be a little bit disappointed with myself because I didn't fix what I could have fixed. But you know, it is what it is. And I just try to focus more so on myself rather than the other competitors. That was powerful. My goodness, Ashley, your mindset. And, and really, I, I'm proud to see how much you've grown since we've competed. And just to hear what you do that ultimately it's up to you. If it's up to me, it's up to me, right? So that's really, really cool that you went there. And mindset, what people don't understand is 
Yes. In a sense, like people idolize you and they idolize competitors and, and the top pros in the world. However, they don't really know what goes on, <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes. And it's like you said, I mean, you're a little too soft. You're a little too this. Like it's a very obsessive, selfish sport to be very straightforward. And really like what, what you said as far as mindset is very powerful because you have tapped into where you're like, all right, I've got to gut check myself. I have to mind check myself because then the body follows. Right. So that for me was a big nugget. I don't know, Ferris, I know that you, you could relate from, you know, just the average individual, like what, what, what just came up for you? Cause I want you to share with everyone, you know, you're talking to two Olympians. So I want to hear from Ferris who actually had a 65 pound weight loss journey and you know, yeah, it's incredible. It's, I mean, it's that, that was huge. I mean, I, I definitely appreciate the fact that you can take your mind and say, you know what, as long as I know I tried my best, I'm happy with me. And so all those naysayers around you, it doesn't matter because I know I tried my best and you can pick apart little things. And I think for the everyday individual, it's that can, that same saying, you know, if you know that you tried your best, then you can't be upset. And I know it's really hard mindset wise to think about that because as I think humans in general, we're so hard on ourselves, but if you know, you tried your best, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter when anybody says what you place. I mean, obviously it's important what you place, but if you know that you did your best, then the judges are going to see that your family's going to see that other people are going to see those things. And so for me, that was just really incredible that the fact that you've been competing for so long and been doing this so often. And I think I heard you say earlier, you know, I like to do a show a month, which that's incredible because I've heard stories <laughs> of people that are like, Oh, like I have six months or I have four months. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy. Now I can eat donuts and this and that. And the fact that you stay so consistent every single month, I think that just strengthens you more and more. And that's just, you know, like for me, as long as I get to the gym and I do the best that I know that I can, I can't be upset with myself. Yes. So I really appreciate that mindset as a competitor and as a human being, like that was incredible. I, I totally agree, Tiff. And, you know, actually that's, wow. Yeah. I'm <laughs> definitely <laughs> mind blown. It's a different side of it to see. Right. And that's pretty awesome because again, like stuff comes up for people, you know, and it still comes up for me, but it's still embedded, right? Every single day, even if you didn't have a show, that's what we tell ourselves day in and day out because we want to continue our practice. It's an, it's an art. Yeah. And let's, let's go talk about some naysayers because I know right now there's a little heated topic. And, um, I personally, obviously as friends, you get a little like protective, but I do know that there's some people who are upset that you're competing. And I, I honor competing before the Olympia and you guys, I'm going to back it up because it's actually pretty public. And this is something that I was hesitant on even bringing up, but I'm going to bring it up because it's only fair. Miss Ashley Kaltwasser is an incredible competitor. And ever since I've known her has at least done two to three shows leading up to any major show because it's practice. And if you don't practice, like I kind of like, in a sense, wonder about you, like you just don't go on the Olympia stage cold Turkey three months later. No, you want to warm up your heels. You want to, you know, get your body in a certain way. So you're not playing catch up. If there's stuff to fix, you know what you have to fix, but there's some girls out there that I was really shocked as far as the feedback that you're getting right now. And it's, you should step aside to allow other people to qualify for the Olympia since you're already qualified for the Olympia. It's not fair that you're doing this, this, and this. I'm just, where's the sportsmanship one and two, you're a free, free bird. You get to practice and go out there and do whatever you need to do to get you ready for the Olympia. So I want to hear what, what your thoughts are on that. And this is the juicy conversation I've been really wanting to have. Yeah. So I will say 
um, before I say anything, 99% of people think like Tiffany and I, you know, that, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't think uh, negatively and kind of put it out there in public. But yeah, a few girls did and they wanted to put it out in public that uh, they thought I was a bad ambassador for the sport and that I'm selfish and called me selfish and my coach selfish for wanting to compete before the Olympia, although I'm already qualified. And I think that's uh, quite ridiculous. I don't think that that's the proper mindset to have because basically what they're asking is uh, step aside to make my journey easier. And Tiffany and I, we didn't have an easy journey in Olympia. And, oh. <laughs> and I don't remember any of us asking anybody to stop competing. We never asked Amanda Latona, please stop competing so we okay. can easily qualify for Olympia. It's not supposed to be easy. It's not. Um, but with that being said, I'm the reasons for me competing is just like you said, and because I love it and because I want to be a good ambassador for the sport and I want to be a good example. If I can show girls that like, hey, she's competing. That looks like fun. She's having fun. See, it's not miserable. Then that's like, it's like I've hit the jackpot, right? right. But um, I don't know if it's this new sense of entitlement with the newer competitors. I'm not sure, but it's a not supposed to be an easy journey. But I'm not competing just to make their journey harder. It's not, I, honestly, I, the girls, I don't even know who's qualified or not. I'm not paying attention. It doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm doing it for myself, really. Um, but yeah, Tiffany and I, when we competed, there was like, how many girls at the Olympia? Like 20 something? 20. I think it was like the largest one ever was 42. And competing, though, it was like 20 something. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, the, yeah, the first two years were, were under for sure, like 25. Yes. So, you know, imagine having that situation now, but now we have girls that it's already like for sure qualified, like 35 or something. So by the time the qualification ends, it's going to be over 40. So it's not like I'm, you know, snagging up everyone's spot. There's also the point system as well, which you know about, like if you get second, third, fourth, or fifth, you get points, which that's why it was created. If if somebody kept like, you know, winning or whatever, but it's just a horrible mindset to have. I'm not trying to steal away anybody's qualification, but at the same time, it's not supposed to be easy. And I just, I was just blown away that some of my fellow athletes felt that I was being selfish by stealing away qualifications. And that was not the case. I honestly had no offense to them. I I don't care if you're there or not. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know how close you are to qualify. I don't know. It doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, But at the same time, um, you know that I've had my eye surgery. I had that done in January. So I almost took a whole year off from the stage, believe it or not, because of um, after the Olympia, you know, took my time off. Then I had the eye surgery thing and then the COVID thing. But all these shows were going on during, you know, like my eye surgery and recovery and even leading up to the show. So they had like a whole year, basically, if they didn't want to compete with me. And um, they, I don't know if they're using me as an excuse. Yeah. They're using me as some sort of an excuse why they can't qualify. And I yeah. think that's horrible because they're not taking accountability. And I'm sure if I wasn't the reason why, they would think of another excuse. So, you know, and going back to what I said previously as well, I don't go into a show expecting to win. I don't go in assuming I'm going to win because you never know how it's going to go. So yeah. even if I am competing with these girls, that doesn't mean I want to win. That doesn't yeah. mean I want to win. It, yeah. it, you know, I've never had an undefeated season. So it's not like I'm coming in and just being like, yeah, I'm going to win and just, you know, take away everybody's qualification. It's not the case. You know, what you said, like, yeah. Do you know everyone, for those of you who are listening, when we went to compete, I actually chose shows to do them with Amanda Latona 
or mm-hmm. Diana Dahlgren or you, or, you know, because now if I got second place to the best in the world, I'm winning, <laughs> you know, like think about it that way. Like even, even at that stage, right. Where we're like, yeah, let me go tell Amanda Latona to step aside. No, you want to know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go learn. I'm going to go learn to be with the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And looking at these girls who are saying step aside, they should look at it like, oh my competing with Ashley. We're going to share the stage. I'm going to watch what she does in person. How lucky am I? That's the type of mindset that you should have. Right. And it's, it's just, it's really unfortunate to see that. Yeah. There seems like to be a sense of enablement and entitlement of just step aside and make it very public on social media. It's actually unattractive. It shows insecurities. And, and you're also in a, in a mindset now where you're like, man, I thought we were girls like, or bros. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like now we're at a point where it's like, all right, let's go in for the kill versus like, let's go have fun. This is, this is supposed to be fun. And I'm, I'm practicing. This is my career. This is what I do to also, you know, get paid and in turn. And I just, I, I admire your mindset. I love that you have your chin up and you're still doing the do. And that's why you are the one percenter of the world. And that's why you're such a champion is because you have chosen the high road. And I'm very proud of you for that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So let's switch into, uh, you know, what's going on outside of competing? What is Ashley working on now that's like, that fills your cup up? Like what makes you passionate day in and day out outside of competing? Well, one exciting thing that I've been kind of focusing on lately is I just moved from LA to Vegas, so, you know, getting my house set up and finally becoming an adult and all the things that come along with the new house. Um, it's all so amazing and it's, it's a fun time. And I never thought I would actually buy a house. I always thought I'd rent forever because I hated that, that thought of committing like, oh, if I buy a house, I have to stay here and that's my permanent place. But you know what? I had this gut feeling to go for it. And I did it and I'm so happy. So, um, yeah, that's a big thing that's been going on in my life. My coach is also moving to Vegas as well, which is super exciting. And he bought a house and he bought a building for the gym. So we're turning it into a gym and it's going to be so fun. I'm so excited for that. And as far as the things I'm passionate about and make me happy, honestly, I'm a simple girl. Like I'm a nerd. I like to go grocery shopping. I love going grocery shopping. <laughs> I think that's so fun. I like to watch documentaries on Netflix. Like I'm not it doesn't take much to make me happy. I enjoy my relaxing time. Even something that's super fun is just having like a spa day and getting my nails done, having a massage. Those are the things that like, I really look forward to. So I'm not like, you know, it doesn't take much. And I will say as well, although it is something to do with competing, because you'll see why in a second, but I do like to um, go to new countries and experience the culture. And I get to do that from competing, but I usually like to stay a few days afterwards to kind of have that little touristy experience, but I haven't got to do that this year for obvious reasons, but next year, hopefully. I love that. I love that. So, I mean, you're definitely in it right now with competing. Like that's your life is just there. What does Ashley do for fun outside of competing? Like what does your lifestyle look like? What can you share with people from that mindset? Because it is a very, you know, a tedious lifestyle where it's day in, day out, same routine, right? Building that muscle every single day. When does Ashley get to pause and like stop for a second and actually enjoy a lifestyle? Like, what does that look like for you? Well, actually, good thing I do love what I do. Like, I honestly, God, I wouldn't have it any other way. So I do enjoy it. But on the days off, like if I want to really treat myself, like I said, I'll go to a spa, have like a little spa day. But I am a big believer in breaks. So it's not like, it's not, I'm not one of those people that train the day after a show. No, sorry. Unless like I have a show the next week or something, even <laughs> that's hard. But I usually like, if I'm done with my season for a while, if I have like a little gap in between, I will take a few days off from the gym and, um, you know, just kind of relax and recover and 
mentally recover and refresh and, you know, go to the spa or just go out to eat. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't do anything too crazy. Um, I'm, I'm pretty simplistic when it comes to what makes me happy. And, you know, even just having like alone time is nice too. Like having cooking, just cooking and having some alone time is just like super peaceful for me. And and I enjoy that. I love that. I love that. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that are totally off topic. Okay. And this is going to be so fun because I want to know what is Ashley Kaltwasser's biggest fear? Oh, being average. Ooh, that's easy. She answered that real fast. She was like, being average. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'll take being average for 500. (laughs) No one ever in her life. (laughs) That's, I mean, she's definitely not average, you guys. If you're watching the unedited version on YouTube, uh, she's like, I can see each muscle group on what I can see. (laughs) If you look on Tiffany's Instagram, her picture with her, like, wow, girl, you're, you're inspiring. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. I mean, that was great. Great answer. Awesome. Okay. What is your absolute favorite thing to do? Honestly, spa day. Spa yeah. day. Said it yeah. like three times. <laughs> like, yeah, spa day. I can't go wrong with spa day. I love just like pampering myself and just having a day to relax and like, you know, That's self-care. That's self-care. Yeah. Okay. What is the one thing and like the quirkiest thing? Okay. The one thing that nobody knows about you. Oh, the one thing that nobody knows. Oh, that's a good question. I could say a, a few of them that some people might know. Uh, I have really crappy eyesight. I have bad <laughs> sense of direction. I don't wear any blue jeans, although my middle name is Jean. I hate seafood. I won't eat anything under the sea. Nothing. Ugh. Mm, no, not during prep. Not ever. I will gag and throw up. It's disgusting. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, the Jean one kind of got me. She was like, I don't wear any blue jeans and my middle name is Jean. I was like, <laughs> so you're saying you predominantly wear like yoga type pants that's like your go-to leggings kind of thing yeah it's either leggings or if i'm trying to dress up it'll be like a dress or a romper i love rompers rompers are oh my god rompers (laughs) no that's some comfort i love rompers i just laughed because we literally just got like five things (laughs) and she didn't wear it all rhymed we like she just dropped a rap. <laughs> right? She just dropped a whole like I don't wait count on the middle name Jane. <laughs> let's make it right? let's make a beat. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. What is the one thing that you're looking forward to after the Olympia? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that yet. <laughs> just having just having a week off and relaxing, honestly. Nothing really is planned. I think it's silly to plan anything right now. Who knows what it's going to look like, but just relax. For a drink. That's what we're going to do. Yes, yes, that, definitely that. (laughs) You guys, we're going to do a whole podcast on that alone. We're going to let Ashley loose and get her away from competing and go have a nice cocktail, some good food, and I'm going to document all of it. Yes, good. Yes. And then we're going to go to a spa day. (laughs) Oh, God, I would love that. Oh, well, Ashley, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I am so excited to see what you continue to create. I know this is just the beginning of so, so much. And I would love to have you back on the podcast after the Olympia, after you snag all of your wins, whether wherever you place, you already know you're a winner to me. And I absolutely love you and adore you. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Thanks. (laughs) 